Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Renzi, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. It's the Twisted Tuesday edition of Game Time Decisions. And you know what we're going to talk about today? Football. Never a bad time to talk football. NFL football. FanDuel's posted a bunch of cool uh, new uh, props for the upcoming uh, season. And everybody knows uh, me, uh, Sports Rage, that I'm the eternal optimist. And... Uh, I'm gonna. Um, we're gonna be positive uh, today. Nah, that's a lie. I'm still uh, upset. <laughs> I'm still upset about uh, about the weekend, and I'm still upset about that stupid skins game. Uh, but I do think they're gonna play NFL football, and there's some cool props on the board. What's going on, Cam? Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I'm still pissed off about the skins game too. There's rumors that uh, we might be getting refunds. <clears throat> Wrong. I still check the accounts today. There's no refunds there. Hey, what's, what's it like? Make the rules as we go. We get screwed up. Uh, I'm going to be pissed about this one for a while because that was one of the most ridiculous, stupid things that I've ever seen betting sports. Yeah, it leaves a bad taste uh, in our mouths moving forward, especially, of course, because now we've got a skins game uh, this weekend. They're starting to hype this pretty big, man. Yep. There's TV commercials like every every couple of, uh, you know, pretty much every couple of minutes. The match, the match, the match. <laughs> They're really pushing uh, this match uh, pretty big. The TV spots sold out immediately, um, you know, premium prices uh, for this. And that's something that actually Major League Baseball and the networks uh, don't take into consideration as well about all that money, the revenue that is going to be made uh, from, from the advertising in a premium limited season. The, the ratings would be through the roof. Uh, but uh, we'll get into that. And Major League Baseball, these guys are, man, the owners, they're real pieces of work, let me tell you. Um, so for the Major League Baseball draft cam, they told the players, we can't pay you. We're going to pay you in two years. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You get like 100, <laughs> instead of 5 million, like there's no <laughs> signing bonus, it's 100,000. Yeah. Talk to your landlord or mortgage broker about that one. I'll pay you in two years. What they say? Get out. <laughs> no, it's unbelievable. Like now they're just screwing the new kids coming in before yeah. they've even played a game. It's like, what do you mean you're not paying the guy? You can pay the guy. It's not as if oh, suddenly the New York Yankees are broke, Ken. These Major League Baseball owners, they act as though they're running a nonprofit organization. They're the Salvation Army. Well, you know, it's going to be hard to keep our doors open. You know, we might we might have to fold the league. You know, I, I, Rob Manfred's talk, we're just a little seasonal business. Okay. But yeah, like, seasonal business. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, he said we're, said we're a big business, but we're a seasonal business. And, you know, this is really affecting us. He acts as though he's selling, uh, he's selling cotton candy on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. He only has good business for a couple of months a year. <laughs> You're right. It's a sport that starts basically before spring and ends in a, a, but almost yeah. before winter. Like, what are you talking about? It runs forever. Season. Season. Yeah. Your championships yeah. in October, all right? Yeah. March, April, May, June, yeah. July. Six months. Yeah, seasonal. Half a year. It's seasonal. seasonal. Yeah. All right. No, yeah, so, no I just, it was, it's unbelievable to me that I see this, that uh, Major League Baseball to defer draft bonuses on its already shortened draft. So Major League Baseball already took heat for cutting the draft down from 40 rounds to five rounds. I didn't know that. Nobody cares about the baseball draft. 
You notice there's no baseball betting, like mock drafts and stuff yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically okay, the, Alberto Gonzalez Garcia from Venezuela to be this third pick, please. It's kind of like the NHL draft. After the first three or four picks, who do they knew? Like, I, I didn't know. Uh, this Russian kid? Hey, how's that guy from Kazakhstan? You watch him play? No, I haven't. He's the eighth overall pick. You're so right. Only the NFL draft, you know all the players. Baseball, the same thing. we got to welcome uh, the radio. <laughs> What up uh, to everybody listening on the radio right now? What up, SB Nation Radio? I'm Lorenzo. We're throwing it down with the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart, as we pick up the pieces, and both me and Cam are still in a bad mood uh, following the uh, the Sunday screw job uh, that went down during that Skins game. Thanks for nothing. Thanks for moving the goalpost on us. Uh, whatever. It is what it is, but we've got another Skins game uh, this week. Uh, Tiger Woods teams up with Peyton Manning to take on Team Cheat and Phil Mickelson. And Tom Brady, somebody check their balls. Uh, hey, hey, Tom, you're playing with Titleist, right? Yeah. Like I just right. like I tell Tom, listen, we gotta mark your balls, bro. Uh, exactly. Like, all your, all yeah. your balls are marked. We got an X on yours. You know what the problem is too? You know what you could do with a golf ball? People don't know. Like the Titleist, they have the numbers, right? Like Titleist three, Titleist three. You know they're gonna have the same number of ball. Hey, I found the ball. I found the ball. Like we gotta make sure they got Titleist nine, Titleist. They gotta have different numbers on the balls because you're right. Uh, little foot wedge here. I found it. Hey, Tiger, I found it. Yeah, I, I, I have concerns, Morency. People, um, people in the golf world uh, didn't like the broadcast, actually, of the Skins game. And they, they brought up something that you brought up. You were the first one out of the gate. Number one, Dustin Johnson was boring. Yes, Number two, the players were picked up, yet they never really let the players talk. They talked over the players all the time. Yes, they, they were talking about, like, there were too many guests, guest spots. Like, and it's funny because people love uh, Bill Murray uh, but people were like, you know what? All right, it's enough, bro. How long is this interview going to go on? Like, he was on for like an hour. I got to be honest with you, Bill Murray, too. Like, I, I hate to say it. It was embarrassment. He was his first time on Skype. He's talking over Tariko. Tariko's getting nervous because it sounds like crap. So he starts freaking out. Bill Murray doesn't even know what he's talking about. His jokes are about dollar skins with his buddies at the local Muni. Like, I'm just sitting there going, really? Like, I get it, Bill. We'll see you at Pebble Beach with exploding golf balls every <laughs> single year and your stupid outfits and your stupid hat. Very funny, man. But this is the thing, Gabe. They keep on coming back. It's like, oh, the old retread job. You didn't need it. President Trump came on to talk about some stuff and Agreed. Next time you do the yeah, broadcast, Trump, Trump other comes on. Yes. Instead of just saying it's a great day, starts bashing China. <laughs> it's not our fault. Right? <laughs> it's like we're doing an excellent job right now. Yeah, Don't yeah. worry. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is Trump, Trump's talking about. He wants to see fans back standing on top of each other with no yeah, masks. Exactly. What are you, crazy. <laughs> like, 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 you're right. Like, yeah. like you're gonna slow down with the you know fans uh, standing on top of each other. Uh, with no mask, uh, but I guarantee you this this broadcast will be better uh, this week. Uh, so we've got NASCAR uh, to hit. We've got an Xfinity race actually uh, that we'll take a look at uh, tonight. Very unique, Ken. It's like um, we got Kyle Busch running in the Xfinity race. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, 24/7, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, get on the grid at SportsGrid at SportsGrid.com. So uh, let's get down to business. We'll get into the National Football League. Uh, but uh, the last dance, uh, we got so caught up in all the golf uh, talk on Monday, we didn't really talk about the last dance 
uh, so much. And it was something that I was really, really into, Cam. It was a brilliant documentary. Sure was. You know, people, uh, people thought, man, does it really need to be uh, 10 episodes? Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. It did. And even now, I'm like, when's episode 11 on? <laughs> Is there, like, outtakes? Do you guys got, like, outtakes? If they came out with outtakes in a month, 5 million people would watch that again. Like people would watch like the outtakes and you know, there's gotta be, Oh, this is what didn't quite make it. And thing is Jordan only sat down for them for 90 minutes. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, he did it twice for 90 minutes though. He met them once. And I guess the first time the, the guy that did it said he was intimidated. He said, he sat down and Jordan's like, not the, it's not the friendliest guy in town. Exactly. He's, not like, he's, yeah. he's not warm and fuzzy. Like, I can even tell you though there's a documentary yep. about him and stuff, exactly. he sat down and said, yo, we're on the clock. So yeah. 90 minutes. And he That's sat the thing down. about Michael Jordan. Like, I don't know when he's doing those Hanes commercials. If yeah. they don't get it, if they don't get it in the first take, he's gone. Like, it's like, you you better get it right. Like, he You're doesn't put up with any like, crap. Man, he was militistic <laughs> about his time, man. Like, we're talking about when he filmed Space Jam. He would take two hours off a day and he yep. would practice. You figured he would do it later in the day, but no, he did it in the middle of the day. And they were, he was militant about it. He was hardcore. That's the thing. Like, his time, he's got a lot of things going on. So he did 90 minutes and said that he started loosening up because he was drinking a tequila. Right? Yeah, nice. Like, yeah. Well, you had that full glass of tequila next to him that was going down all the time. And yeah. I still, I still like, what's the deal with his eyes, bro? Like, like his eyes were more bloodshot than Bob Marley's ever were. Yeah. Like if you would think this guy was like basically the cigars were blunts, and he's just, you're right, Gabe. If you smoke that like to get eyes that red, you'd have to smoke about twenty to thirty reefers, like five papers, like big ones too, big fat ones. I don't know what it is. No, I don't know. It's the blood vessels. Like maybe I think he liked a little bit. You know, he liked some cocktails on the side. Some people when they oh, drink, they get, they get the red eyes and the red face. Well, I get the said, red face. Yep. He said in a documentary. Remember, uh, he said when he was a rookie. They were on the road, and he said he went into the room and it freaked him out. He said, I saw things I never saw in my life before. Guys doing cocaine, smoking weed, drinking. He said there was all kinds of naked girls and groupies in the hotel room, and he didn't hang around. And it was interesting because when he told the story, he said, I didn't drink at that time. That's what he said. He goes, at that time, I didn't drink. And you'll notice a lot. And I, I watched like every nuance and I've watched every episode a couple of times even. I've soaked it all in. And he's always drinking. Yes. Like he's in his hotel room the night before the finals. Like they even asked him, what'd you do last night? He goes, oh, I sat in my hotel room, played piano and drank beer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like, it. You know I mean? like, you know, he, I'm not saying he was, you know, he pushes it, but you see Jordan enjoys himself, the gambling, the drinking. Nice. Nice. Um, you know, I think he, uh, he enjoys, uh, you know, he blazes uh, as well. Like, he, like, he enjoys his life now, um, but it was so intense. And there was the scene at the end, they were talking about like Phil Jackson and it was the last dance. And Phil Jackson told them, Phil Jackson wrote it on the, on the, on the board in the room before the year started, the last dance. And, you know, they won again, the second three-peat in a row, that's six in a row. And the team gets broken up. And... Phil Jackson calls everybody in one last time. They already won. They did the parade. He said, I want to talk to everybody. And man, it was deep stuff, bro. Like for everybody tuning in, if you didn't see, you got to see it. And they went sort of by each player talking about that moment. And Phil Jackson said, write down 
what this team meant to you, what this did for your life. And everybody wrote something down. And they said Jordan, who didn't get deep with the team very often, wrote a poem. <laughs> Craziness. And they had a bin in the middle. Phil Jackson turned the light off and they burnt the letters. Wow. And it was some like deep Zen thing that he yeah. studied about, about moving on, letting the past go and burning it. He said, this is it. And they burnt the letter. Steve Kerr was crying, bro. Like uh, when he told Steve the story. Kerr. Yeah. And man, I nearly busted up, bro. When they were talking, they got deep into Steve Kerr and the fa his father getting murdered. And about him and Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan's father got murdered, right? Yes. They said they never talked about it once. Can you believe, too, that Steve Kerr, when he was playing for the University of Arizona after his father got married, uh, murdered, people from Arizona State, the things they said to him, you do that today? Like you, they chanted, it, where's your dad? Yes, yes. Free throw line. Think, about, think about doing where's that. Where's your daddy? Yeah, think about doing that today. Look at those monsters. Think about, like, are, 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 what a bunch of I, those I, kids I, that were there. Yep. I hope those kids that are there like are homeless right now. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, no honestly, I, you can you can wish ill will upon somebody then uh, you know that does something like that. I, I agree. I think it's horrible stuff. Yeah, Cam's getting fired up. We got to uh, Cam. <laughs> sorry, 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 Gabe. Uh, you know, it's just a horrible thing to do. I, I apologize. Beep. Beep. <laughs> beep. Beep. Censor. Beep. Uh, beep. Right, Puccio, get the uh, get the censor ready. Get, yeah. the, uh, get the beep button ready for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. This show's not on a seven-second delay, though. We're on like a 17-day 17, uh, 17, uh, delay. So, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Uh, just I, kidding. I apologize. Right. I let one slip there. But you you should have seen guys in the old days. Yeah. When we were on, we used to be on satellite and on TV at the same time. One of them which you could swear on and the other one you couldn't. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. It got a little gratuitous with the F-bombs. Okay, it, so, did. It, it did. It did. So, there's... <laughs> So it's on TV, and basically, we got called in, and they're like, listen, you, the whole show is just nothing but beeps. Yeah. Like, we can't even hear your points. <laughs> and they played the show, like, uh, in downtown streets and stuff. So it was on the street. <laughs> People were like, Marenzi, I can hear you dropping F-bombs, like, beep. in downtown. Beep, 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 beep. It was like Morse code beeps. <laughs> my my F-bombs were, like, echoing through the streets of downtown Toronto. I'm a uh, guy. Like, wow, you but, guys swear a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was I was getting like it, it was some deep stuff. And Phil Jackson talked about talked about like they you know as a Zen thing, and he talked about like you know he's like Buddhist and all this stuff. So he's talking about burning the letters and moving forward, and that was it. Michael yeah. Jordan retired again. Scottie Pippen was traded. Yep. Uh, Steve Kerr was traded. But as far as Steve Kerr, for people, younger people that don't realize that, because I saw people on Twitter saying, man, I never knew any of this about Steve Kerr. It's like, it's amazing when you see a picture of Steve Kerr as a kid. And if you'd say that guy's going to win like eight NBA championships or whatever, it's been six oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, no, Short little white blonde kid. No, no, no hope, man. Like, you'd be like, this kid's not making the NBA. The best is no when he goes... No one gave him a scholarship. Arizona at the last minute. He just said yes. He never visited. Nobody. He wanted to play for UCLA. He didn't want him. And uh, he ended up in Arizona. Became a hell of a player. It sort of made a documentary. Made it seem like he was a scrub. You don't make it to the NBA if you're a scrub. Uh, he, he was a good player in, in a Pac-10 at the time. Uh, Arizona. And 
then, you know, in the NBA, he talked about how the Cleveland Cavaliers gave him a chance and he was just sort of a scrub in the NBA and about how John Paxson was his idol. He said, that's like what I got to be. I, well, I, I got to be what he is. And he ended up in the same role and stuff. And he just was some, good, some really deep stuff. So, so now when Steve Kerr is coaching, when people, younger people see him and think, oh, this guy's got it so easy. Oh, he's the coach of the yeah, Warriors. Yeah, yeah, he was on yeah. the Bulls and stuff. Number one, his father got shot in the head and murdered. People ridiculed him. He fought for everything he got through the NBA. Michael Jordan punched him in the face in a practice. <laughs> like, you go down the list. Like, Steve Kerr earned every damn thing he got. And that's why at the end, when they won, Jordan goes to him. And, like, I don't know what he said to him, but, like, he went into him. And Jordan said after, that guy will have my respect forever. Yeah. For, for, he said he's a fighter, that guy. Steve Kerr's the best, too. His speech when, when they won, too. First of all, not just, <laughs> not just elegant. Everybody's there. He rolls up in, like, cargo shorts, too. And yeah, the great, yeah. He looked like a kid. He's like, hey, hey everybody. You know what people <laughs> said about that? They're like, uh, they're like uh, when you have a parade at 6 and you're taking the family to a Yellowknife National Park. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a tour guide. We're going to the Grand Canyon with the family after. The European vacation, like, uh, you know, like uh, Chevy Chase. We're going away, kids. We're going to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, he's pretty good when he stepped up to the break. He goes, yeah, before the play, they said, listen, Jordan doesn't like pressure, so you're going to have to take the shot, Steve. <laughs> and he said, once again, I had to bail MJ out. Get on the grid. Saturday morning, UFC, Walt Harris was kicking the crap out of Overeem. Yeah. They should have stopped the fight. They could have stopped the fight. Yep. They don't stop the fight. There was another fight we lose, uh, bro, on Saturday night because the guy's mouthpiece fell out and they gave him like 10 seconds. Like, why? That's not like our problem. Like, uh, dude, like, uh, we can go on and on. Like, it's, it's sports is back and it's like sore to bad beats and the screw jobs. And let's get into, uh, oh, yeah, the driving relief. Hey, yeah. uh, tell about sending some of that charity money to me at camp uh, right now. We got screwed hard, as did anybody that played the Oklahoma State Cowboy tandem um, in the in the Taylor Made. Now listen, it was great stuff. It was high freaking drama. Did Man, the, I was, I was yep. into it. Yeah, uh, but too. we'll get into it right now as we welcome everybody listening on SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation. We pick up the pieces following Scotty Farrell going coast to coast. I am Gabriel Morenci. I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead Cam Stewart. Uh, but uh, we've got a bone to pick. Uh, after a crazy weekend of sports, um, we still can't get over what happened in the Skins game as betters that took Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf were up 7-5 after 18 holes. I, I, yeah. And then they went to this closest to the pin for like another million, yeah. which I sort of thought, all right, fine. Were you guys playing for charity now? Yeah, I thought, exactly. Oh, we won. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and it was like, no, no, sudden death, closest to the pin for the entire like tournament. What are you guys talking about? We just won. Ken, it's like going to overtime in a football game when a team is winning 21-7. Exactly. We were up by two. It's over. We won. 
I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what uh, the plan is of Gambler to make me and you always broke so we work somewhere for the rest of our lives. And as seniors, you know, we're still doing yeah, these like we're Mike Dicka working yeah. like cruise ships for free for the rest of our lives because we lost the other exactly. Jack one night. I had a lot of money on that damn golf match, and it was ridiculous. The result, people go, oh, you got to carry it over after 18. Results are after 18 damn holes. That's what it said. If you what want was there to carry over? Yeah, that's the thing. It's, you don't need to carry it over. The match is over after 18, and if you want to carry over the result was seven to five we win the match and you could do the damn charity closest to the pin thing it has nothing to do with the match the match is over after 18 and the sports books need to pay out people after 18 damn holes they didn't say there was going to be a 19th hole with a closest to the pin and the least you could do if it goes to a 19th hole is play the damn hole closest to the pin competition they don't even measure are you kidding me they don't even measure. Sure, it looked like Ricky uh, uh, McElroy's ball's closer. It, uh, I bring out the tape. I want to see it. I'm so sick and tired of this crap. I'm like, I'm done, Marenzi. I am done. Game time decisions continues. Get on the grid. I'm Gabriel Marenzi throwing it down with the raging redhead cam store. Kevin Walsh from Sports Grid will step up in it a little bit uh, later on. We'll get his take on the last dance. Talk some NFL football uh, with Kevin. We'll get in uh, to the National Football League uh, props that we were talking about. The FanDuel uh, released a little bit uh, later on or in a couple of minutes. But just to continue the conversation about the last dance and the Bulls. It really is unbelievable when you think about it in hindsight that a team would win six times. Three in a row and then a couple of years off and then three in a row again. Uh, Houston, of course, won uh, a couple of times. The, the, The three in a row again that they didn't go for seven after that. You figured that, no, no, they would. And it didn't really come up much. It sort of does at the end. They asked Michael Jordan, and he's definitely frustrated by it. He said, it'll always bother me. He goes, we, you know, and I like what Jordan said. He goes, I don't know if we would have won. I agree. He goes, I, I agree. don't know if we would have won, but he goes, I would like to try. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, they would have won for sure. They would have won for no, sure. No, they wouldn't have. And I don't think they would have either. If uh, you see the documentary, that's the whole point. It was the last dance. It took everything they had to get that done that six times. Exactly. And at the time, I knew there was a little turmoil, Cam. I knew, like, Pippen wasn't happy. and like, But I had no idea in reality. I got no idea that Michael Jordan's best friend, the security guys, got cancer. That, you know, Jordan, like, I had no idea the animosity between Jordan and Krause that it was that deep yeah. uh, at the time. It was like, you know, and it's hindsight now. that oh, I knew that. Like, you didn't know how much, like, how fractured it actually was of Scottie Pippen basically threatening Jerry Krause on a bus. Like, it was out of control. Dennis Rodman splits. They're in the NBA Finals. Imagine if that happened now. If you're in the NBA Finals and Dennis Rodman didn't show up for practice, didn't tell yep. anybody, and then appeared on Monday Night Nitro with Hulk Hogan. Awesome. Smoking a cigar with Hollywood Hulk. I love Rod. And Rodman knows how to play the game. Yeah, the NWO, Eric Bischoff, then the, what a great shot. It was strong back then, too. I remember Nitro, to show man. up then. Yeah. And it was great that Phil Jackson didn't even get mad. I know. He, he understands. Like, you know He'll be ready he for goes, the game. He said, be- whatever. It's all right. And it yeah. is what it is. And... Rodman, when he got back, he goes, don't worry. You'll get 100. You got everything from me on the court. And he was a monster when he got back, man. He saw the rebounds. Like, yeah, exactly. Thing for him. Don't worry about him. And it, that, it was fascinating to see Rodman, too, in real life. Because you see him on the plane. You see him in the room. And you see him for real. He's like a lot of people that are very flamboyant 
in public, yet in real life are ultra quiet. Exactly. And you saw Dennis Rodman never spoke. Like when he was on the plane, he was sleeping. He had the headphones on. In the room, he didn't talk. It's a, it was almost like a real, he just had this character that was different. Like it was like a different personality than, than who he was, that he was just silent. And listen, he was a baller, but they never got the chance to go for seven. So the team that won that next year, Cam, the San Antonio Spurs. And the San Antonio Spurs won. I, you know, this, Spurs would have beat the Bulls. Spurs would have beat think, the Bulls. I think they would have as well. Look at the guys they had on their team, team. All those other teams that they played, and that's one thing that uh, caught out uh, to me. And and oh yeah, so uh, Boyan uh, Bogdanovich of the Utah Jazz, some how gets hurt in quarantine. Hang yeah. out with Noah Syndergaard, yes. <laughs> good news <laughs> is for Noah Syndergaard, nothing else has happened to him in the last month or so, right? That's, that's good, good news. But the Utah Jazz, whatever. I don't take the Jazz seriously. And even back then, you know, you saw how disappointing it was for the Utah Jazz. They came, they came so close. Uh, but to see, to you know, to just to go down memory lane and to see the teams that they beat, they beat some good teams. I still maintain that Seattle was the best one. That was the one. The Bulls say that the team that nearly beat them the most, like if you ask them, it was the Pacers. The Pacers, that game seven. The Pacers came close a couple of times. They never went six games. They never won seven games in the finals once, Kev, right? But the Pacers took them to seven, and they talked about what a battle it was uh, with the Pacers. But if you look at those teams that they beat, they were either overmatched or you knew they were going to choke, right? I don't think San Antonio would have been intimidated. They had God, a young no. Tim Duncan. David Robinson, Robinson was a freaking stud. The Bulls had problems with good centers and studs. The, the Spurs wouldn't have been intimidated by them. I don't think the Bulls would have won seven in a row. I think they would have been eliminated. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't or think the, they, they might have even made the finals, right? They I'm going to fall apart. I agree with that statement. I if they And if they did make it to the finals with the Spurs, I hate to tell you, it'd probably be over in five. The Spurs, you look at that Bulls team in comparison to the, the upstart Spurs, they would have dominated in so many areas there, Gabe. I'm telling you, it would have been short. I don't even think it would have gone the distance. That's what we talked about before with the documentary. But I, I got to give ESPN a lot of credit uh, for their long-form documentaries. Like, they do, a, they do a great job there. They really know how to put it together. Now people are talking, like, what's the next thing that's going to be? It was like Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods. What's the next uh, something similar to the last dance? I think there's a lot of athletes we can do, but kudos to them, man. Like, there's documentary producing, and then there's legendary stuff. They did a fantastic job. Oh, no, without a... Um, that's that's award-winning material. That's ESPN does next-level stuff. And, yeah, the producer, great job. Uh, that guy's going to be making a lot of money in future years after after this uh, film that he put together. There's people criticizing it that it wasn't deep enough or that it was a little bit too repetitive. Uh, I don't really know how much deeper they were going to get. Like, yeah. What do you want? Jordan talked about his father, man. Like, he, yeah. you know what I mean? He talked about his father. Steve Kerr talked about his father. Scottie Pippen's an interesting dude, too. Like, <laughs> yes. Pippen, Pippen, like, doesn't go back in the game and then says, I know it was wrong, but says I would do it again anyways. You know, Pippen was an interesting uh, character. The thing is, though, and everyone was talking about that after camp, about documentaries, and all, trust me, they'll be Tiger Woods and stuff. But the thing is with them is it was a team documentary. Yeah. You couldn't just do 10 hours on Jordan. You I could have, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it was the dynamic of the championships and 
But, you know, I can understand you can have like you, Tiger. Listen, Tiger is a great, great, great story without a doubt. Yes, but I will say this, Gabe. Also, you look at today's athletes and teams. What kind of team had a guy like Dennis Rodman? Nobody. A person that wanted to win more than like anybody ever born in Michael Jordan. Pippen, the two sides of him. Kerr story. Like you look at that like today, like no offense to LeBron or whatever. These the teams don't have the persona factor that the Bulls had. The strife, the Warriors, all the other things. The Warriors would be a good one. The, to me, if you want to do it, you do it with the Laker teams with Shaq and Kobe. Yes, Great yes, dynamic yes. there. Yes. The thing is, though, what made the last dances, guys, they sort of fell backwards into this in the sense that they were there during the last season. There was a film crew filming the last season by chance, right? So they had that footage to fall back on. Now you'd have to just get like, where's like, that's how come it was so fascinating. Nobody's ever seen that on the plane before. Nobody's seen Jordan in a hotel room like that before, right? Nobody's seen the behind the scenes stuff of Dennis Rodman running from the media. <laughs> he's, he's sprinting away uh, from them. But, you know, really, really fascinating, but it's interesting. So I saw Twitter was blowing up. Oh, you gotta do it on this guy. You gotta do it right. on that guy. Puccio brought up Wayne Gretzky. And I told him on Twitter, I said, Wayne Gretzky is boring in real life. Like, you, you yeah. ain't getting 10 hours out of Gretzky. Trust no, me. No, no. You can get a, a couple part series, but I agree with you. Now, yeah. the, thing is with, you know, the thing is with Gretzky, he is in that category with Michael Jordan, yeah. where it was sort of larger than life, people waiting outside the hotels. He's one guy. And everyone else, like they said about Jordan, like, he doesn't live. Like, uh, he goes, like, everyone said... People said, I feel sorry for him. Like, even at the time, they were like, Jordan doesn't get to live a normal life. They're yeah. like, he can't live a normal life. He can't go out anywhere. That's Gretzky, He's too. too recognizable. Yep. So, like, Gretzky was like that in Canada at the time, in the hockey world. He couldn't, like, step outside the hotel. Like, you know, you'd have the food would have to go to him. And how about that, too, in Jordan? Those son of a bitches in, uh, in Utah food poisoned them, huh? Yeah, yeah, the they pizza. contaminated yeah, yeah. pizza. Yeah, that's the thing, man. You got to worry about uh, Utah pizza there. They I don't know. screwed <laughs> up. I blame Jordan's guys for that. Because yeah. they, they said, like, five guys showed up delivering the pizza. And they said they were all looking in the room. Come yeah. on, man. It's Salt Lake City. They all knew the Bulls were staying at that hotel. Exactly. You can't you eat that. You don't order like that, bro. What you oh. do is you send one of the guys in normally. Hey, can I get a pizza to go, please? Yes, exactly. Now you stand there. You don't say you're with Michael Jordan. Oh, you know what I mean? I know this because I know I know for a fact, like when politicians, like Trump, a good example, okay, the president, he likes McDonald's and Burger King and uh, stuff, Ken. Yeah, KFB. He you think it. they tell the local McDonald's, yeah, uh, make President Trump 12 Big Macs? As if. Yeah, you're right. They're going to no, melt. No, no. The they send in an intern chick that looks like normal, and uh, you know what I mean? She hey. orders the food, man. They ain't going to say, oh, yeah. Can I get a pizza for Michael Jordan? Come hey, on, man. What are you, an idiot? Mr. Trump, how about we put these 12 X-Lax tabs in your McFlurry? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> no, no I thought about that. I was like, guys, it's Michael Jordan. You said it's the middle of the night in Utah. There's only one place open. The place that the restaurant knew was for the Bulls. And then they were like, oh, like they didn't know Jordan, but they knew it was the Bulls. And they probably said, oh, let's spit in the pizza. Let's do something to it. And that's what happened. And like I said, that's on them. They never should have had a pizza delivered to Michael Jordan's hotel room in some fancy hotel. You go out in the parking lot. You go pick it up. You know what I mean? You tell one of the employees. You tell one of the employees to order it to his room. Like, you know what I mean? 
just a normal guy. You tell the front desk, order a pizza just to the front desk here, right? Like, you know, like, come on, Michael Jordan. I'm surprised that stuff doesn't happen more often. Right. Uh, people I know who've worked in fast food restaurants have done stuff to regular people just because they didn't like the way they looked in line. What do you think you're going to do to Michael Jordan in Chicago if you're, if you're a Utah Jazz fan? Like, come on, get a grip. That's exactly, you're so right, Gabe. Like, the fact that somebody, like, would even mention, like, you that should never, ever, ever, ever happen. you got to get the entourage to go out and get it. Yeah, that's just, that's, to me, insane, actually, how stupid it was. And it could have cost them. Got lucky. I I know this because I, I used to eat at a pizza place that famous people used to deliver, uh, get delivery from all the time. And I asked, I said, really, yeah, they trust just the pizza or whatever. And, and uh, the guy told me, he goes, we don't tell, um, he goes, the, the guys that are making the pizza don't know who's for. Yeah, exactly. You can't tell so, them. Like, the owner of the restaurant knows, but he's not telling the guy like in the kitchen. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah your pizza's for Mariah Carey. What? All right. I hate her. <laughs> you never know, man. There's psychos out there. All right. Game time decisions continues with these two psychos. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am David Renzi. We're throwing it down the raging redhead cam. Stewart, a lot of fun talking about the last dance. It's amazing. I didn't think we would uh, ramble on as long as we did about uh, the last uh, dance. So people were talking about future documentaries and future docuseries, etc. I nominate Cam Stewart. I think uh, we need to see the life and times of the raging redhead. I nominate uh, you, Stewart. buddy. It's a lot of raging. I, I, you know, you, you know, you seem to be stressed. You got a lot of you're sweating lately and stuff. Yeah. You're breaking down here, Ken. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I got a lot of things going on, but that's yeah, all good. Yeah, Gabe, the documentary would be great, showing me uh, alone in the Arctic as my dogs, you know, dump, dump me off the sled and go away for miles, and I'm sitting there in the middle of a minus 30 snowstorm waiting for some guy to save me. Yeah, I've had a lot of interesting things happen in the life, that's for sure, but uh, we're still here. We're alive, buddy. We're, we're getting it done. Well, hopefully we're alive uh, to see the National Football League yes. uh, season uh, kick off. Will it kick off on September the 10th? Maybe. I don't know. They're planning on that. And in fact, it actually might, but they might play in a couple of different neutral locations or I don't know. But there's enough time for the National Football League to figure things out. And it helps the National Football League that a lot of these other sports are playing right now. Yep. They're able to see what works and what doesn't work. The thing is, though, those aren't contact sports. And even now, I just saw the doctors today talking about how contact sports worry them. They were talking about how, yeah, the golf is fine. The, 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 the NASCAR is fine. Yep. But they said, man, you get into contact sports and that many guys, yeah, they started, you know, yet, you know, forget about all that type of stuff. Let's talk about some of these props uh, that have been posted uh, right now, because I do believe that there will be football. So... Team with the best regular season record. They posted props for this. So which team in the NFL will have the best uh, record? The Baltimore Ravens are plus 420. The Kansas City Chiefs are plus 420. The San Francisco 49ers. Niners are like sort of, people just sort of expect the Niners to like be great again. There's that Super Bowl, that Super Bowl hangover for the loser is real, Cam. We've seen oh. it time and time and time and time and, and time again, man. The way they lost. 
they were dominant in that game for a long time, and Kansas City just turned a switch on late in that game. Like, if you're San Francisco, you're yeah. like, what the hell? What the hell happened? Look at here? Atlanta. They yeah. were 20, they were up 28-3. Yes. They've never been the same since. Exactly. It's it's the tough. Carolina Panthers have never been the same since going to that Super Bowl. It's deflating, guys. Like yep. they're it's psychologically, plus the next year, you got a target on your back because you're the best team in the NFC now. Everyone's like, oh, they're the NFC champions, right? You go on, like teams, they do fall into this black hole for the most part. There's the exceptions. The Patriots would lose and get back. Um, you, you know, but it's it, there's there's the Super Bowl hangover is real. I'm not saying they're going to be terrible. They've had a nice offseason, actually. But, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty heavily hyped. So I'm just saying, it's San Francisco 7-1 to have the best record in the league. New Orleans are 9-1, to one, plus 900. Dallas Cowboys, as if the Cowboys are going to have the best record in the league. No. I'd be, I'd be very, very Tampa happy. 11 to 1. Your boy, I, Tom Brady. That's, I'm not betting Tampa. I'll be, and I'll tell you another thing. I'm very, very wary of people just loading up on Baltimore. I think that's a dangerous bet. Let's just remember one thing, people. The problem is, Cam, their stupid schedule is easy. They it have, is like, easy. easy schedule. But, and you know this, Marenzi, with a running quarterback like Lamar Jackson, things change quickly. RG3 lit up the, the world on fire, then he got hurt. It's going to, teams now, Tennessee came out yeah, with a game. Dolphin, they're off to a great start, Cam. He's going to wear number 27, Ray Rice's number. <laughs> Yo, good. Like, really, why? Are you just kidding like, me? Like, that's just stupid. Anyway, yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. That's just, that's, that's, like, that's like, that's nuts. No, no, like, that's that, just They like, should almost me, say no. You can't. To me, it's just like it's it's a sign of bad judgment. It's like right away, I'm like, man, this stupid kid from Ohio State. I'd be like, no, no, you're not. He wants to honor his father. I don't know. He, he likes the number 27. Like he's talking, okay. you know what I mean? And he does not not want to wear it. But it's like, dude. But I guess if you're the Ravens, you don't want to retire that number either. <laughs> Another good point. I'm just saying, yeah, my point of the Ravens is I think they had a nice draft. They, they can regress. They are a very, very dangerous team because if anything happens to Lamar Jackson, no team is more influential the way he runs the offense. If a backup quarterback comes in, it's going to be a train wreck for these guys. I'm telling you, be careful. Kansas you know who could? Who do you think? Yeah, I was going to actually bring up Kansas City. I know it's front runnerish, but the thing is, Andy Reid, Andy Reid's a good guy, and I don't know, man. Now that he's that pressure's off, Cam, that he's won a Super Bowl, they're going to be even more dangerous now. Do you see how calm he was when they drafted uh, Edwards Hilaire there? He's in his Bah Tommy Bahama. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah, he's, he's in his own. We got the we got the best uh, guy in the draft. He, he's perfect for our system. I here. saw him do an interview the other night, Cam. You know what he said? He said we'll be better this year. He goes, we had a lot of injuries last year, and he goes, it was kind of patchwork that came together, patchwork. It's true, man. Mahomes missed uh, missed three games. Yeah. Tyreek Hill was always injured. Uh, their running backs were always injured. Like, they had a ton of injuries. Like, everyone. Everyone was injured on that team. Yeah. And they didn't, like, if you look, like, yeah, they were good, but they didn't even have home field advantage. Right? Like, the Baltimore Ravens had the best record. Like, so, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they can get better. And Super Bowl winners don't really have hangovers. They have the same team back. And they're still young, like Mahomes. Like, Mahomes might be like Michael Jordan, bro. He might, you know, he went in six Super Bowls, but this kid might win a couple of them, Cam. Yeah, I think, I, I think out of I those think They won the Super Bowl by coming back, Cam. Like, they have a Super Bowl in them where they're going to blow someone out even, you know? Look at Kansas City. They were down in every single game, and they came back and not just won. They yeah. covered the number and murdered teams. That is a sign of we could turn it on a switch. That's and they what I'm saying. Like they didn't even play their best, and they easily won the Super Bowl by double digits. All yeah. those games by double digits. They weren't yeah. even playing well. 
it was insane how good they uh, when they wanted to they woke up but be careful with Baltimore that's all I'm saying out of those teams I would definitely probably lean to Kansas City I think the Cowboys would be good but leading the league that's a little bit stupid since I think Philadelphia can win that division so not Tampa at 11 to 1 either not what's Indy oh I knew Cammy Colt I I was going to get to Cam's Colts the Colts are 20 to 1 Interesting. I don't think they're Kansas City will have a better record, but I think they could have the second or third. They'll be around where the Buffalo Bills are at the end of the year. Uh, I'm thinking like a 10 11. That's what I see for them. Man, you're real high on the Colts, aren't you? Big time. Big you are time. aware that Phillip Rivers is their quarterback. I, I do. Yes, I am quite aware. I have another bet at uh, Comeback Player of the Year. I'm not even talking to Feinberg. We're going to hang out together, have some Crown Royals, and watch his boy Phillip with his nine kids deliver in Indianapolis. I'm telling you, Gabe. Look at that division, the regression. And if Tannehill doesn't uh, get, get any better, too, I, I see Tennessee. They're losing some players. I just said they're a great bet to win the division. I'm going to say it again. I love it. Like I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. And I bet the Colts win totals, it was at eight. It is now at nine and a half in a lot of books. So well, Yeah, you jumped in on early. You got some good value. Yeah, now I got the good side of the number. And people are uh, – the problem is the world's on – Indianapolis too I thought it was my thing but a lot of people liked them and I, that's not good for business you know there's been a lot of talk about fans and the lack of fans and what kind of impact it'll have and quarterbacks like it quarterbacks are saying that it's going to be good they're going to be able to the crowd won't distract them and they'll be able to hear the defenders talk yes and they said and it's a big big advantage for them he said, you know, it's tough. He goes, you try to pick it up. Uh, I think it was Matt Stafford talking about it. He said, you try to pick up what they're saying, but it's hard with all the noise going yeah, on. Yes. And he says, when it's quiet, and he goes, when you're at home, it's easier. Like, you can hear what they're saying, and you can you can pick up their adjustments more. It'll be an interesting dynamic. And you know what team I'm looking at, Cam, that I, I, I sincerely believe this. I think Kirk Cousins is going to thrive this year with no fans. So do I. He was the guy that said, I don't even want him. And then he was like, oh, no, no, he doesn't want them. He doesn't want them. Like, you know, if you look at Kirk Cousins, one bad pass, ooh, ooh, like there's an electricity in the air. And Cousins was also talking about how he didn't mean like any disrespectful for the fans, but it was actually Cousins that was talking about this, about how the quieter it is, the easier it is for a quarterback. Yes. And think- you look, he struggled in prime time, bro. Mm-hmm. Monday night football, Sunday night football, under the lights, big pressure, big people. It's going to be all different now. I think I think the Vikings, and I love Stephon Diggs on my Buffalo Bills, yeah. but I do think that he was a problem there. Zimmer didn't like him. He didn't like Zimmer. He didn't like Cousins. They drafted Jefferson from LSU, yeah. a nice, perfect. And they got Thielen as their stud. You got Dalvin Cook. They're just fine. And Kirk Cousins would be better knowing that one of his wide receivers doesn't want to punch him in the face after every mispass. I'm going to tell you something. I've made that bet as well, Gabe. Think about the bets that I'm making. I look at teams in the division. The Green Bay Packers, we talked, me and you talked about this before with Aaron Rodgers. This is real, man. These stories are real. This guy is not going to end Oh, no, he's not going to be a Packers. There is a problem there in that team, and it can implode at any time. The Chicago Bears, they're a train wreck. They don't even know what they do. They don't know what to do with Trubisky and whatever. The Bears are going to regress, and their defense isn't going to be as good. Minnesota's going to win that damn division, and I told you, and the surprise team's going to be Detroit. Those that those are my opinions, and I've already bet to, uh, Minnesota to win that division. I think they're better than everybody else. To have the best record, the Minnesota. That's Vikings. actually an interesting bet. I think yeah, I'm looking it. at a team that a little bit of value. So if I was going with the favorite, the Chiefs are plus four twenty. But if I like, you know, we got to give a little value pick here. Looking for a value pick, 
Philadelphia Eagles are 13 to one. Yeah, I don't think so. It's kind of a tougher division now. The Cowboys are good. The Giants won't be terrible anymore. The Packers are going to regress a bit. They're not winning 13 again. The Patriots are 20 to one. They're not going to have the best record in the league, not with Jared Stidham and company. The Bills are 22 to one. Bills are good, but they're 10 and six, 11 and five uh, type of good. Then you get into these other teams. It's not going to be Cleveland. It's not going to be Denver. It's not going to be Arizona, et cetera. The one that jumps off to me is Minnesota. Minnesota. Like, it would not shock me if Minnesota was 13 and three this year. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm gonna, I would make that bet at that price. That's, uh, that's what I told you. I think Minnesota is a great bet. Uh, I still think Indianapolis could be one of those sleeper teams. Those are the two dogs that I'd bet at the price. I love that. Minnesota, I'm, I'm all in on Minnesota too, Gabe. I think you should get it now because I think their win total is going to get off nine and it's going to go to nine and a half. So if you like Minnesota, I'd start. I know it's a patience game, people, but I'd click it because it's not going down. It's going up. Well, as far as the, the division is concerned, pretty nice payback, actually, uh, Cam. I like this. Plus 175. It's a great for the, price. for the Minnesota Vikings to win a division. Do it. They're, they're co-favorites with the Green Bay Packers. They're both plus 175. Minnesota's the Chicago better. Bears are plus 320. And the Detroit Lions are plus 650. You know, you like the Lions to be an improved football team, and I think they could be. I like their roster. I don't like Matt Patricia. But I do believe the Minnesota Vikings win this division, and that's pretty good odds, actually, because it's a two-team race. Yes. The Lions aren't as good as the Vikings are, okay, even if they're going to be improved. And the Bears aren't as good as the Vikings are. So basically, it's, you're getting, it's Vikings versus the Packers. And, oh, yeah, the, the Packers have upset their Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, they, they overachieved last year with a 13-3 and record. Uh, I like the Minnesota Vikings to win this division. Oh, definitely. I think it's a bet that you have to make, Gabe, because I think that line will go down. I, I, you got to look at the way the market's going to react to it. We, we both agree with that. That's a very good price. You're not going to get anything better than that. I'd click it today if you got the money. No, it is. It's nice value, actually. I, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm mm -hmm. surprised. Like I would have had them as the favorites, actually. Like I'm would, surprised that yep. they didn't. If you look at Green Bay and they're overachieved them uh, last year, and Minnesota didn't have a great year last year either. What would you know, the they were good, but you know they they were banged up. Like I said, I I have I have a feeling like I feel good things about Minnesota. Yeah, they might have a deep run in them this year, Cam. They're knocking on the door. I, without fans, Kirk Cousins could be a different quarterback. He's not bad. I'm telling you. I think he's going to thrive with no fans. Listen, at my sports book, if you told me to post odds for that division right now, the NFC North, I would have put Minnesota at plus 120. If you're getting plus 175, that's an extreme value play, and I'm on it. I'm buying in. Yeah, like if you look at the other ones, like look, the Philadelphia Eagles, I think the Eagles are probably going to win a division. They could. Plus yeah. 140. You're only getting yeah. plus 140 there. Not enough. Uh, you know, plus 175 is not bad. Um, on uh, on the Minnesota Vikings to win a division. All right, so we're going to get into uh, we have some other props. Like, um, will 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 a team go 16 and 0? Will a team no. go 16 and 0? Will a team go uh, 0 and 16? Who no. will be the worst team in the National Football League? We'll give you the odds uh, for that. We've got all kinds of cool props posted, uh, courtesy of our friends over at FanDuel. Kevin Walsh will step up and then there's talk about uh, clowning. And uh, the Philadelphia Eagles potentially uh, can. So yeah. the Eagles don't want to spend too much money. They said it was $10 million or less. <laughs> Clowney's good, but he's often hurt, too. I wouldn't spend too much yeah, on him. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be on the hook uh, for too much. Now. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Tennyson's continue. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Brunson. We're throwing down with a raging redhead can. Stuart, let's continue kicking the football uh, right now. And we're talking NFL props, uh, taking a look at uh, which team is going to have the best record in the National Football League. Kansas City Chiefs are paying plus 420. Baltimore Ravens uh, paying plus 420. Both me and Cam agree, actually, that uh, the Ravens, Ravens are due for aggression. It's very similar. Like, you get these explosive quarterbacks, teams are going to adjust. You saw the yep. Tennessee Titans did a real good job Damn adjusting. Right. And teams are going to look, hey, what do the Titans do? Right. And yeah, the Ravens added some wide receivers and that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to get more weapons. Uh, Lamar's going to have to work on his accuracy and reading defenses. Uh, but teams will adjust. I think the Ravens are still going to be very good, but they also now have a target on their back. People are going to really, really isolate Lamar Jackson and make uh, make him beat them with, with his arm. The thing is, I was ready to pounce against the Ravens too, Cam, but that schedule came out. Uh, we talked about the strength of the schedule and we break it down properly. You look at the win-loss records of their teams, and the Ravens have an easy schedule. They do. They just do. And so do the Kansas City Chiefs, though. Yeah. So that's why I, can't, I think Kansas City Chiefs will have the best record uh, in football. Now, we got props. Who's going to be the worst team in the National Football League? And the Jaguars are plus 250. Plus 250? Yeah. Who else is going to be worse than them? Who? Well, you the sound best? excited. A plus 250? I thought it would be, like, even. Gabe, they're tanking for Lawrence, losing for, uh, you know, tanking losing, for, yeah, losing yeah. for Lawrence. Yeah, you know, L-L-T-T, you know what I'm talking about. The Jaguars are pussycats. They win two games this year, two or three. They're the worst team in the league. Yeah, it's pretty good value, actually, at plus 250. Come on, I'm in. The next jump after is the Redskins at 6-1, to one, plus nah, 600. Redskins, Redskins will win more than the Jags. Yeah, Come Ron Rivera's there now. And yeah. you know what? I think you and I are on the same page with this. Dwayne Haskins, people got to leave this kid alone. Like, I, hey guys, the guy right. played four or five games with no weapons on a bad team with a bunch of coaches that didn't like him. He was good. Like, he made plays. I don't know what the hell people watch with this kid. He's fine. And you know what? I saw him saying he hears everything that people are saying about him. Like, this kid, and he knows he has to get focused. He has to, you know what I mean? He's got work to do. Uh, but it's a little early to bury this kid. I don't, you know, people act like he's terrible. Oh, they're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah, Haskins this, Haskins that. We watched rookie quarterbacks, Gabe, because we're a little bit older than the, these kids. Remember guys that used to get drafted? They would get pummeled. They looked like Luke Falk out there. Like, you know what I mean? It took oh, a long yeah. time. Oh, I'm, I'm not happy on time. I know. I bet against him a couple of times, and I was worried because he was making plays, actually. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.